I can actually see the value in this degree. It's time to wrap it up because I need to wrap it up to move on to this next stage. We often think about growth as an additive process, and it is. We take new roles to build new skills, learn new knowledge, but there's a crucial step that we often forget, letting go. In order to add, we need to make space first. Chris Wilson knows this process well. Over the last 10 years, he created a thriving career with many different roles. He spent his 20s as a touring DJ, and then he moved on to become a talent buyer, cultural programmer, and creative director. Now he's striking out on his own, building a cultural design business. With each new step, Chris added new understanding for his work and purpose. He also let go of the things he no longer needed for that work, including a biochemistry degree. Today, Chris joins me to walk through the steps of his career, his work in cultural design, and what happened with that degree. Keep listening. Chris, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having me. So I want to start with the end of your studies at Waterloo. You needed one more course to finish your biochemistry degree, but you were also ready to move on. So you put that degree on hold, and instead you pursued a career as a DJ. Can you tell me about that decision? Why did you know that that was the right thing for you to do at the time? I just, for me, it was having gone through the co-op program and having experienced the different workplaces that I um, was able to the working um that being um pharmaceuticals and then also working for the student life office for me it was just like oh well i could pursue it um now knowing what that looks like or really take a stab at um the pursuit of this uh creative endeavor that i was passionate about and uh, hadn't really invested or put any time into and wanted to see what that could turn out uh, what it could turn into, um, basically, and, and take that chance. So knowing that I only had to get one more class uh, to get the degree, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put this on hold at this moment and really try to pursue um, DJing. Um, just because I didn't, I hadn't given it that opportunity um, and felt that I should at least do due diligence and try. For sure. And especially when you're young, uh, it makes sense to pursue that that passion as soon as you can. What is it like being a DJ traveling around the world? Where where did you play shows? What what did that look like? <laughs> um it was very interesting to be honest. It um because there's so many layers to it, just having to be able to figure out um what your branding is, how to market yourself. Um building relationships with uh, other club promoters, um, other DJs. Uh, so for me, like what it, it was fun. It, it was uh, a lot of late nights, uh, sometimes early mornings when you're getting to and from a, a location. Um, but all in that, it, it was uh, being exposed to new music. I think that was the, the, the most fun I had. And I still continue to have um, when it comes to music, but it's the, the, the opportunity or the ways in which you are exposed to or you find music is, 
exhilarating and the things that you can come across um, in that way. And also like how it, how people move like in a space and how each person's reaction is to music um, is a massive part of like, of the, of the whole experience of DJing. So it's, it's interesting DJing in let's say Toronto versus DJing in Vancouver or DJing on the East coast or DJing in the States versus DJing in the UK, uh, different songs in different ways make people dance. Um, and you, you're exposed to that difference in those environments. Um, and that's what it looks like, you know, you, you start to realize that, um, there's so much, there's so many different ways in which we kind of react to music and we only see one way of it because of the space that we we're, we're in. But when you start to go into other cities, you start to realize like, Oh wow. Like, you know, there's a different type of culture here for, and different songs and things um, have a different impact on people. So yeah, that's, that's kind of it. It's like a, it was a, a search. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's really cool. I've never thought of, that before like that concept and uh it makes complete sense so you dj'd throughout your 20s and when you turned 30 you decided okay it's time to move on from this particular thing what made you decide to do that and then what was next for you um what made me move on is like i just started to realize that like there was more to what I was doing and like my approach to DJing was different uh, or at least I felt like it was different and wanted to really explore it. Um, in my twenties, it really served me. It, it, I felt uh, fulfilled within it. And, and, but I didn't, once I got to a point, I started to realize that, Oh, like my cup wasn't being filled. And um, I was more, I started to become curious about other things uh, that could, evolved from DJing and that made me start to look a little bit deeper as to like what was important to me and um, what the experience of, of DJing was and, and how that had an impact on my life and trying to focus in on it. So it took me in that direction to really be able to like, okay, you know what, like I want to get more out of this. This is not the like end all be all. Um, what does that look like? Um, and that's what made me basically be like, okay, you know what? It's time to move on. Uh, and, and to figure out what that looked like, uh, I switched up my routine and moved to London. Like, uh, try in the, in the, in that journey and that, um, and trying to find what that would look like, I felt like I had to, um, really change the environment in which I was in and be exposed to something new and immerse myself in a different uh, culture and space um, and expose myself to something that might um, enlighten me or, or open me up to what that could look like, um, what what life after DJN looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you got a job at a hotel and artistic space in in London, in the East side, right? Can you tell me a bit more about that job? Yeah, so I, um, in moving to London and and working, I, I started to work at um, Ace Hotel, which is a 
popular uh, hotel brand that's um, located across the states and um, internationally as well. And um, it it started as um, just programming the spaces in which you know the the lounges and the um, with DJs and and using like my knowledge of what I had learned in the practice and the art and that evolved itself into a, a talent booker and music PR role. So it really did expose me and allow for me to see what like all of this stuff that I had learned in DJing and the way that I approached it and looked at crowds and, and how um, people gathering in spaces um, and how the impact of music could have on those individuals. It, a, a job basically presented itself in which I was able to now um, do that, but from a more um, organizational standpoint versus being the the person on stage doing it. Um, the role was, you know, just being there and first stepping foot into that hotel and, and seeing the buzz and how it was, you know, this the way it was designed and how people interacted with it. It just felt right in terms of it. And then that opened up to the fact that like, oh, there's like, you know, what I've learned in this way of DJing and the, and the way that I've approached it and the way that I design my sets and um, design the experience, this is something that could be done uh, not as a DJ, but as a, as a programmer, as a cultural programmer, it's something that exists and I could use those same skill sets and, tra and transfer them into this role. Um, and that's really where it started for me is starting to recognize and is basically the, what I was looking for is like, what is the, What's the after? What does that look like? How can I, you know, evolve from this and and look at more of the the, the ways that I approach something and, and use those skills in a in a way that could um, foster or, or allow for me to have, develop a career. So um, that was like what I got exposed to. <laughs> yeah, when we first spoke, the way that you talked about London and particularly. Uh, the Ace Hotel in the area where it was in London, it just felt like such an immersive, artistic community. Um, and it seemed to really have a lasting effect on you. And it seems like you've really held on to that idea of community uh, even after you moved back to Canada. So you've you've kind of been pursuing this uh, idea of community and community building and design ever since. So you have a role with Drake Hotel, um, you have your own cultural design business now, and you also are studying this at OCAD. How do you think that your time in London continues to inform all of this work you're doing? Uh, it, it, uh, it has a, a massive impact I've, uh, still to this day on how I approach my work and, and, and the, the pursuits that I'm currently on. Um, having seen what like ACE and how it really um, had an impact on East London and and London in itself and how people um, come together, uh, how they're exposed to culture um, was very, was a, it, had, it just, it, it was something that I hadn't experienced living in Toronto and um, really seeing different groups gather and, and people work together and, uh, and how the sharing of knowledge and uh, how you can, that can allow for you to develop tools um, that you could use to then foster a future for yourself and see that and 
you saw I saw it all happen within in that space, and it was like very interesting just to see how individuals interacted with it, um, and then where they ended up um, further down the line. You know, whether it was somebody who was just staying at the hotel, or if it was just or if it was someone who worked there, and the relationships that they built, and how that was able to grow into a career for themselves as well. No different than how it um, happened for me. I think that was what was so. Um, why I always draw from it because I'm like, oh, this is, I'm like a living proof of that environment and how when you are exposed to or have the opportunity to be around community, how that can allow for you to develop those tools that are necessary for your growth. And I apply that consistently now in all the work that I do because it's something that I was, I, I lived through and taking that experience and that um, taking that lived experience and then applying it to my work. So it really does um, have an impact on the things that I do now and how I approach what community is just because I can see the effects uh, that it can have on an individual based off of the effect that it had on me and um, London as that city and London exposed me to that. Um, and it allows for me now to like it, it, it's really what made my pursuits what they are and why I'm like so curious as to like why that is and trying to figure out like, is this something that can be designed um, or is it? Cause I, I like to believe that it's not just something that um, happens naturally and it just is just the way it is. I, I believe that this could be something that is applied to a lot of the stuff that we're were experienced in, in multiple different cities, you know, when it comes to placemaking. Um, so having been exposed to community and the impact that it had on my life, I'm trying to figure out the ways in which that can be something that we, um, I can apply in multiple different situations for other individuals as well. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's an important um, frame of mind for us to be in that, um, a community, a community doesn't just happen. It is, um, it is crafted in some way and each person's experience is affected by what others are doing within the system or how, even just how a community is set up physically, the, the space. Um, and this is stuff that, that you're thinking about all the time now. Um, can you tell me about uh, what you're studying at OCAD and what's so interesting about it? What is it helping you to do? Um, what's it helping you to add? It's, um, I'm, I'm in grad school for a master's of design and it's in strategic foresight and innovation. Uh, it's a, I'm in my first term and thus I did a part-time cohort. Um, and it's awesome. Like, uh, the, currently the two classes that I'm taking are human factors and then business and design thinking. Um, and it really does focus in on uh, human centered design and understanding when, um, design and solutions, um, taking into account the human affinity, you know, um, and ensuring that, um, humans are at that center of that design and, and taking into account uh, how that will have an impact on the individuals, not just supplying the technology, but 
understanding how humans are going to really interact with it, whether it be physical, um, whether it be psychological um, factors that have to do with your, you know, um, organizational teams um, and political factors as well. Um, human behavior is something that we we take into account and look at when designing solutions and ensuring that you know, that is something that is is at the center of our designs. Uh, the program is awesome. Uh, as I said before, like it's, I embarked on this program because I couldn't uh, find the answers to a lot of the questions that I had that centered around community and within with space and um, not just physical space, but emotional and mental space. And like, what does that look like? And as I started to navigate the, you know, my own communities and, and started to realize the, the, the stuff that was being built within these communities and how it was going to have an impact on what community looks like. Um, you know, what is it and how do you form it? And, and how does it, is it one that like can actually serve everyone um, or does it just serve one individual and group? So it really brought me to this program and in and, and ways in which, you know, um, from a perspective looking at design and um, I taken that, systems design thinking approach to it and understanding the fact that like within community uh, uh, humans are at the center of it in, in itself um this program really is a is a to help me try to figure out the ways in which um we can create uh, thriving communities in which every individual is able to benefit from it but most importantly be able to see a future for themselves and and create it yeah, I like um, I like what you just said there about um, how important it is to see a future for yourself within your community. So that's what you're studying at OCAD, but you're you are a very busy person. <laughs> um, you also have your own uh, business. So what what other and and it's all um, related to this idea of community and, um, and, uh, experiences. Um, can you tell me more about the work that, that you do and, and maybe what you're hoping to do in the future with your business too? Yeah. I mean, um, having worked at the Drake for the time that I'd been there, it, it kind of really moved me to want to pursue opening up my own, uh, practice and, and what that looks like. So, um, but at the same time, also still continue to learn. So I, I work as a creative producer for a creative studio called Somewhere Else. Um, and in it, really be able to uh, hone the skills in which, you know, you take a design and you make it a reality, which is, you know, pretty much a creative producer in itself. And I kind of look at school and the approach that I'm taking in grad, in my grad, in my grad program as um, an opportunity to look at um what those designs are, like how to develop those designs and what does, what does it, you know, what's the strategy that is applied to it and how do you, how do you build it? Um, and taking those two kind of worlds together, um, being able to actually design it. And then one, and then the other hand, being able to actually uh, make it a reality. And, and, and uh, I find that has led me to be like, okay, well, I'm developing these tools. Let me start this own, business in which um, I'm able to actually apply the learnings from each side um, and look at ways in which uh, 
businesses in, in itself. And, you know, this is something that I, 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 I'm still working its kinks out and in in, in trying to figure out um, the finer details of it, but understanding uh, the effects that products do have on, um, on us and the behaviors that we, we develop and we create um, and how those behaviors then have an impact on, uh, you know, community um, on, on people like, and, and how those develop cultures, cultural habits that we, um, we then have, um, and really trying to identify those and, and, and looking at the finer details of them. Um, and hopefully in, in that being able to identify how, you know, the behaviors that these products have created have an impact on a certain group of individuals and finding ways in which we can support that community through, um, the act of designing elements that will support them, um, will help them develop the tools that are necessary rather than just um, them being impacted by those behaviors that they're developing. Um, it's a it's a different way to approach it. And I feel like it, it it's something that, I don't know if it's it's not new per se, but I, I, I do believe that um, the fact that communities are being impacted uh, every day and, a lot of them don't really see a future for themselves. There, there should be a way in which you know organizations or companies could help develop the help help provide um, opportunities and and for those communities to develop those tools that are necessary for them to grow and for them to see a future in themselves. As you can see, I repeat these same things over and over. You'll get a little bit of tangent, like you know and. Um, so to start off with it, and at least in that facet, um, because programming, cultural programming is something that is, um, you know, I've been working in and and have continued to like learn more about and, and find in ways in which people gather um, part of the business and starting now is in, that I've been able to kind of get off the ground is being able to consult different individuals in which um, they look at ways in which they can get people to gather within their spaces. And what does that look like when you apply um, different groups and different communities within those spaces um, to, to ignite it, you know, and um, not just like throwing a party, but, you know, cultural components that um, people can be exposed to, whether they be spoken word or uh, an art exhibition, um, a live music show comedy, different ways in which you can, you can, um, be exposed and, and, um, allow that to, you know, for yourself to learn. And, and that, I think that's a really important part of, um, of community too, as well, right. Is that, um, sharing of knowledge. And I think those experiences help to do that. And that's something that, um, I focus on a lot and continue to work within, um, consultant to Drake, for example, on, on what that looks like for them um, and how those, that can have an impact and be beneficial within their business model. It's a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's a big, uh, like, I mean, it's a huge topic. Um, I, I appreciate some of the examples that you gave uh, at the end of your answer there because it's it's hard to connect these like big ideas that are clearly very important to well, what does that look like in the end? I really, um, I love that you brought up different ways that people learn as well, especially I think in like a social setting. 
um, you know, we're always learning from each other and it's just about how you curate that experience and learning doesn't have to be a lecture. It can be, you know, I mean, I'm always arguing that it can be a podcast, (laughs) but but like you said, it can also be a, it can also be a comedy show. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting when you look at it. Exactly. Um, And, you know, a lot of those are those those events or things that you can attend um, are another individual's perspective, but um, we all learn in different ways, right? And I, I think, you know, for some it's, it's verbal, for others it might be visual. Um, and I think within uh, the context of the creative arts and, and when looking at it and, and from a cultural comp- aspect at least, um, you can learn something new about, you know, um, a group of individuals that you might not have never known about. Um, and are you going to log on to the internet and search for it possibly, but like what, how would you have come across it? And I think that's like the gateway for it. And I think that's like a, a part of like, when it comes to like that community aspect that you are exposed to different, um, different things. And, that helps to to frame your way of thinking and and your points of view. So, in that, can you expose individuals to 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 knowledge that they can um, then use to frame the ways in which they move throughout the world? I think that's like a an opportunity. So, if you want to go see a, a famous painter, or you know, maybe it's just Banksy, but in that you're being exposed to something and it's making your mind think about it. And now you're starting to take into account the way that you view the world and what this person is, is, is dictating or showing you and trying to kind of figure it out and piece it all together. And I think from a programming perspective, that's an opportunity um, that, you know, um, you're able to, to achieve uh, when people gather within space, but as I was saying before, like, you know, there's physical space, but there's also that emotional and mental space that also is a part of, of this too as well. And what does that look like? Um, and how do you, how do you, uh, how do you program those spaces? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, something that a lot of us, uh, don't think about, um, emotional and mental space, but it makes complete sense. And that's, why I'm in the program that I'm in because it's something that like, I'm so I'm curious about, but I'm not really able to like find the answers to it. And I mean, who knows if I will ever find the answer, but it's more so in a sense of just kind of really trying to understand what that looks like. And I think from a business context, there's, there's definitely ways in which, it, you know, um, organizations govern and organizations, governments can benefit from this type of, um, of, of knowledge. Totally, totally. So now that now that we're talking about your work today and your studies at OCAD, I think uh, it's a good time to revisit that biochemistry degree that you decided to put on hold because applying to OCAD actually gave you the push to move on from the biochemistry degree. Can you tell me about that? Yes. um it forced my hand uh it definitely was like you know a long time of not uh of not declaring and going through the process by the time I got to now applying to OCAD I was like well I've done all of this stuff I've experienced you know my lived experience is it and it's 
guided me in this direction, like um, the biochemistry degree in itself, like what I had pursued and started university didn't so much make as much sense anymore in terms of like, I'm not going to be pursuing um, pharmaceuticals of any nature or going down that path. But I did learn tons of things that are I'm using now that I didn't even realize. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, I got all of these courses. What does that get me? And went through the process of of declaring. Yeah, I mean, and 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 being it, I had all of the courses except for one. So um, to get a biochemistry degree in itself, so I was able to get my um, bachelor's of science and uh, a minor in biochemistry, which is awesome, and it it really pushed me to to do it. Um, and for having to fill out that application, it it really made me also have to think about like you know, what, what did that degree stand for? And like, what did I learn versus like, you know, just the piece of paper, I think it put a lot more value as to like what it was. Um, because now I like look at it and I don't just look at the courses that I took, which were awesome. But um, I also look at like, the experience and, and the people that I met, um, the ways in which I was, I learned and, the you know, the adversity, all of the other elements that might get forgotten in the process of, of what university is and what that degree meant. Like it made sense to me the way that I had gone about it, um, experience in life and moving through and, and gaining that. But, um, and then when it made sense, you know, the pursuit of it forced me in this direction to do it. I don't know if, if it would have played itself out the same way, if I would have just got a degree and went through the traditional pattern of how you know we are we go through the education system and that's kind of like what happened i was you know we went through the pattern of graduating from high school going to university and um co-op really put it into perspective because you're getting that work experience right and that's what really triggered to be like well what am i really doing and pursuit of like the experiences in life and going through that and then coming to a moment where i'm like i've learned all of this and I can actually see the value in this degree. It's time to wrap it up because I need to wrap it up to move on to this next stage. And now as I pursue grad school, it's awesome to think like, whoa, like, you know, I would have never thought of grad school back when I was taking this biochemistry degree. Uh, I would have never thought that it would be the program that I'm taking. Um, and I would have thought that, you know, I would have had to move to on to something that was more chemistry or biochem based. Um, but instead, I've gone down this path of understanding that in truth, I'm a designer and a scientist is a designer of, in itself as well. And the approach that I, I the ways in which I learned in, the, uh, in my biochemistry degree is what I'm applying now in this in this situation that I'm currently in. And it's awesome to see it come full circle. Um, and it's awesome to understand like the value of, of the, of the program itself. So it definitely was the, the thing that pushed me over the edge to do it. Um, and it's interesting just to like, be like, wow, I put this on hold for so long and it really could have like wrapped it up like two years after <laughs> if I wanted to, or like right there and then I didn't have to wait that long, but I think. And it, you know, it gave me the opportunity to reflect on that time. And I think that's like really important. Whereas I think we get the degree and we move on and 
I don't know how often we really reflect on the experience of what that was and all the things that we learned outside of like the textbook things, like the conversations and all of it, like, and going to grad school really made me, and being in grad school now has made me like revisit that experience um, in hopes of wanting to build something that is uh, different now, you know, and and understanding that this is the relationships and, and that side of it, it's that ability to reflect on it has helped me a lot now approach grad school because those relationships are so valuable and those things that we never really think about in that experience are the things that I'm drawing now in this opportunity that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny. Um, Cause when you're in school, when you're approaching the end of your studies, you're just, you're so focused on um, making sure that you're taking off all those boxes for your degree requirements. Right. And, um, and I think that a lot of, uh, a lot of us at the end of university get really focused on that. Um, but yeah, looking back, I don't, I mean, I don't remember what those requirements were. No, and you start I, to I like realize, her. no, right? I mean, and <laughs> I, I think like it's, it's so interesting to have like go back and be like, okay, like what do what what courses can I get? Like, what can I what what opportunities exist now with this degree? And um, I kind of just was like, well, I just need the degree to get this other thing, so let me do it. And realizing like, oh shoot, like I'm not even like working in the field, but kind of am maybe you know i don't know like uh is it is it the biochemistry degree or is it the is it just a degree in itself is was it the experience of university and what you learn like it's just like what what is it you know and um and that's kind mm -hmm. of like in the list of things that i had to check off on another box to an application it was one of those items that you know um needed to be but when you realize that it's like the people in my class are from a, a haven't necessarily been in school for like maybe the last 10, 15, 20 years, you know, like um, you start to realize like, okay, like it is one part of it, but it, it's also like a massive thing to, to understand an individual's lived experiences and how that applies. So I kind of like started to look at it and I'll put that into um, all into like the same bucket um, and approach mm. the degree in that sense you know, like the same way. Um, and at that point, it was like really easy for me to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I got this thing. And it's awesome that I got it now. Um, and it's helping me go into this next stage of my life. No different than when I was like, I feel like there's more to DJing, you know, um, just kind of mm -hmm. go with the flow, try to stay fluid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's great advice. Um, awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining me on the pod. It was great to have you. Uh, your story is so, so cool and uh, really thought provoking. Some good things to think about. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be able to uh, talk about it. And obviously, you know, love Waterloo, uh, water, 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 Lululu. Constantly meet people from the university. So, um, and it's great to just to be able to have this combo with you. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Well, have a great day, Chris. You too. Take care. 
Hey, before we go, I want to let you know about something exciting coming in the spring, the Game Changers event series for young alumni. At each event, you'll hear young alumni share the experiences that redefined their personal and professional lives, kind of like the stories you hear in this podcast. And like any good alumni event, there will be networking. If this sounds up your alley, make sure you are signed up to receive our alumni emails. That way you will receive the event invitation. You can follow the link in this episode description to update your communication preferences now. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, subscribe, like, whatever your podcast player lets you do. Uncharted Warriors in the World is produced and hosted by me, Meg Vanderwood. Carlos Saavedra is our editor. Carlos and I are both alumni and staff at the University of Waterloo.